because I didn't check my where my the, the camera on myself. I, that's do you want me to check the camera on yourself? No, I, I don't know. I think it's tough. I think it's I think I think I pretty much always look good. But, oh, for sure. Sorry, like yeah. it's just yeah. But I did I did want to make sure that you look good though. I, do I look good right now? <laughs> I think you look. Are great. You I, look I think good? you. I think you look great. Just, did you just wake up just like this? J- j- basically, <laughs> I went to bed and combed my hair <laughs> and wore a hairnet and everything in bed. No, no, no. Just, just to get ready for the podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Development Podcast. This is the show where we aim to give you tactical strategies to help you develop as a real estate agent. I am your host, Corey Melbo. You know, I'm really happy to have you on today, well, Jess, Jesse Carlson. Corey Melvio. Corey Melvio. Not view, oh. not view. This is not carrying. Is this going to stay in? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't cut anything, dude. You better no. not. <laughs> so uh, okay, so we brought you on today. I would, I would love for you to tell a little bit of your story, man. So this kind of like how you started in real estate, and why you decided to become a realtor. Before we get into the the nitty gritty here of, of what we're going to be talking about, yeah, for sure. So, um, so before I. Before I started in real estate, I was actually in restaurants, and I was in restaurants for about seven years or so, and I was just working, uh, like you know, worked for a group, um, and I had worked my way up from uh, busing and hosting to serving to bartending, and then I was actually a manager. And then uh, there was something called a pandemic that kind of hit in 2020. That kind of just never heard of uh, it. Yeah, I don't know if people knew, <laughs> but like in 2020, there was this whole thing that kind of just tossed the whole economic process just like over. Uh, that just like completely upended everything. And so I was working in restaurants and I was working as a manager and uh, because of the PPP loans and all that stuff, that kind of meant that uh, managers who were salaried employees could uh, just be worked, 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 worked. It was really common in that, in those industries to work about, you know, 50 hours a week or so. And, you know, during this time when they needed every little dollar that they could get, Mm -hmm. like reasonably, it's like restaurants, they were suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up working just a lot more hours, like in, in this crazy atmosphere with all that stuff too. And uh, I even took up working on a food truck for a little while and uh, where just drive around. I had never worked a kitchen job or like worked in the back of the house and everything. They, they put me on, on the food truck in, in the middle of the summer of 2020. Uh, so you actually like drove the food truck and then cooked all the food and served the food. That's correct. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Drove. Yeah. And it's a big honking truck. I was just like, did not expect myself to, to find myself in that position whatsoever. Um, and so like I, I picked up and, uh, just was doing that for a little while. And then I worked an 18 hour day from 6am to midnight, uh, is when I finally got done and not really much of a break in there, just working, working, working. Um, and at, it was at that point during the summer that I, I realized that I needed to uh, find a new job. And so that, that uh, which restaurants wasn't always going to be uh, for me, like what, what I wanted to do, kind of wanted to do some other stuff, too. Um, I think it's really great work. But for me, I wanted to have a little bit more control over my environment. And so like went online, you know, took some personality tests or whatever, just to see like what uh, what types of jobs would work for for what for the stuff that I like to do. Cause I love being very people focused. I like, I really, I really care. Like the hospitality aspect of working in restaurants is really what gets me. Um, and making things happen for people. And so, um, it, you know, took some tests and that real estate agent kind of came up and I was like, okay, like that sounds interesting. I went in and interviewed with, uh, with my manager, Chris Wagner at the city lakes office and, uh, kind of chatted through it. And it seemed like it would be a really, really good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And, 
So I used up all my PTO and studied for my real estate license that I had um, and just like was working on my my new job while I was working on my old job and all that stuff. Um, and then uh, eventually, uh, like the like there was another lockdown that happened and uh, there was, you know, they were, had to make cuts. I was one of the newer managers and such. And so mm-hmm. it made sense for for uh, me to kind of go at that point, too. Mm-hmm. But for me, that was OK. Yeah, because kind of like a blessing. Oh, it's a huge blessing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, for one thing, because it freed me up and everything to really just embla- embrace real estate, you know, full time, but also, frankly, the unemployment benefits that they had at that point too were really, really nice. So that way I could have that supplemental income while working on growing my business yeah, and transition into real estate. And you've had, a, you've had some, uh, good success with real estate as well. I feel like there's a correlation between people in the actual like customer service, like, uh, service, you know, bartender, waiter i feel like that and becoming a real estate agent there's like some correlation there because of the way you know you're just good at customer service automatically like you just kind of already figured it out before you got in the business Mm -hmm. you know like if you just work for like a printing company for like 10 years and then you get into real estate like sometimes you have a hard time adjusting to speaking to like actual people you know what i mean for sure it's actually a joke uh in some restaurants that i was working in that uh you know you go from uh, busing hosting to serving to bartending to managing to real estate agent is is, is kind of like that's uh (laughs) that's like the final level that's the final (laughs) server level uh which because it it makes sense because the jobs uh like are just so similar in in a lot of ways yeah um because for managing like i was saying it's just you know at you know 50 hours a week and you are working uh like whatever times you might be working you might start at 7 a.m and go (laughs) until uh, like until like the mid-afternoon you might have a half day in there but you also might be going until uh like until two in the morning or whatever Mm -hmm. like because you're working bar clothes and all that stuff so yeah and just along with like the customer service skills i actually really um, compare a lot of like working real estate to working tables mm-hmm. because if you have a few different transactions going on at the same time and you have a few different tables going on at the same time, yeah. each at different steps in the process. Yeah. Like one, one table's ordering their appetizers while you're grabbing the check for another one closing like and, and doing all that. Mm-hmm. Like, or you are just getting someone started on a search, guiding someone through their menu. There's like a lot of little things yeah. that make it very, very comfortable. Well, the, the more experience you have as the server, the better the section you get. Yeah. The, the higher the quality s- of the section you get. Same yeah. kind of thing, right? Higher the tips. I mean, it's like, yeah. and, and it's all tipped income at the end of the day, like you, to, to a certain extent for yeah. commission or whatever. You just kind of decide ahead of time what your tip is going to be. Mm-hmm. For, for real estate. Otherwise, yeah, you're still going into houses. You're still listening, trying to figure out what people want. Um, what can make them feel good if they're like, if they're having a stomach ache, like what's, mm-hmm. what types of foods, whatever, like allergies. It's, it's all, all very comparable skills and a very easily applicable in my view. Yeah, absolutely. And that must be why you're crushing it. I couldn't even, I thought you'd been doing this for like a decade. That's what it feels <laughs> Appreciate like. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that Jesse noticed right when he walked in here to uh, real estate agent development studios is the fact that I have a kegerator over here behind the camera that no one can see. Um, we try to keep that off. Yeah. We try yeah. to keep that out, out of sight here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's kind of a, a beer connoisseur, if you will. He's really into different craft beers and, and he does something pretty special uh, with his clients. Um, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we did an episode with Gretchen Locken and mm-hmm. she talked about reverse pot buys. And she talked about basically doing something that's it's very similar to just like a client, uh, just like a client event, basically. Yeah. Um, and I know just from I do a little bit of Instagram creeping on Jesse. You know, I, I do a little Instagram creeping. I see that he's doing uh, beers with buyers, which is uh, something that he does for his clients. So I wanted to ask you about it and yeah. just kind of discuss that and kind of what that entails and, and, and what kind of successes you've had with this. 
For sure. So um, just just to give a little background, obviously, like coming from the service industry and, you know, when I was bartending for a long time, like one of the big things was just making recommendations for beers for people. And uh, and kind of again, it's like that little bit of that um the psychology behind it like what like what type of person would want to like is looking for a light beer or like looking for a dark beer and so i think there's just always good conversation that can happen right around beers and yeah i have some friends who from my times in the service industry who went on to uh start working at different breweries and all that and so for me uh finding different breweries and everything to to go into, to have more of those conversations about, you know, about real estate, about, about credit and all that stuff honestly seemed to be, make sense because I feel like so many people have serious conversations over drinks mm-hmm. and, you know, especially, especially if they're hypothesizing, like if they're just, if they're imagining their future, that is a very easy conversation to have again over drinks. And so having doing going to a brewery and actually talking to people about the process and trying to not have people snooze because it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of information Mm -hmm. and chatting about that just seemed like a very, very natural fit to host an event for, uh, for clients, for people who are in the, uh, for especially for people who are in the service industry. Cause I, uh, you know, before I became an agent, I didn't really know anything about the home buying process itself. Mm -hmm. And um, I had known some people who, you know, we're going through the process and I thought it would be really, really cool to bring some of that information to my friends and peers. Mm-hmm. And so, so what is the beers, beers, is beers with buyers or beers for buyers? It's beers for buyers. Beers for buyers. Okay. So what is the whole, I mean, start to finish, what does that process look like? Do you send out invitations? How many people are typically there? What yeah. is, what is beers for buyers? Beers. So yeah, beers for buyers is an event that I host. Apologies. I could have just skipped right to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, beers for buyers is an event that I host. Um, it's kind of a client event, but just also for friends and families that I will invite people to, uh, to a brewery that I've kind of scouted out ahead of time that I've, I've, uh, done some of the research on. And then I will describe the home buying process. I usually team up with a loan officer as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, every time I've teamed up with a loan officer mm-hmm. to kind of go over and talk about credit with stuff and uh we we do a presentation we give we give some people beer and uh by the end of it you know, we open up the floor for questions and uh just kind of talk and hang out and have a good time so it's basically like a uh, first time homebuyer seminar only with craft beer correct yeah, yeah which which is good man because uh, you know i'd say that i ha- i have done some first time homebuyer seminars i've had good luck with some of them I've had poor luck as well. Absolutely. But I will say that as a buyer, if I was invited to a uh, to a brewery, I might have a better uh, chance of me showing up. You know what I mean? Completely. Well, especially <laughs> if there's just like free beer involved and all that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and and that's the thing. It's um, it's it's just kind of it's kind of fun. Like the um, it, it loosens people up a little bit more instead mm-hmm. of saying like, "Hey, come to." Uh, it, it, location is very very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, yeah. And you were asking about the process yeah. and all that. Um, essentially, uh, for just about every spot that I've gone to, I have a connection with someone who works there. Mm. So for instance, uh, my first one was actually at Tin Whiskers. Okay. Uh, rest in peace, Tin Whiskers. Uh, it, it was a really, really popular brewery in downtown it's, it, St. Paul. It's gone now? It's gone. Yeah. They're, they're, I I, like they either closed or are closing. Oh. Uh, 
That's uh, that's a shame, man. That that wheat wheat bridge or whatever it's called. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, Wheatstone Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. The Wheatstone Bridge was really good. They had like their nut goody porter that, which mm-hmm. I thought was awesome. Actually, it's uh, I didn't expect to like it as much, but it was like the uh, it was the salted nut goody and everything. So it kind of gave it a little extra texture and everything. But I don't want to get too distracted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I uh, knew someone there, and so was able to set up an event there, um, and we were able to invite. Uh, I did invitations via mail. I did postcards with that and I did, uh, social media posts with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the brewery and also was able to get the, uh, the person who was running the marketing for that brewery to actually, uh, share some of the, some of the content and some of the invitations, all that stuff to their feed, which then was able to bring in people who like, which we had some people come from Minnetonka all the way to St. Paul. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Just who had never, who had never heard of me and had never been to uh 10 whiskers before and just thought it would be fun. And so they did, they just popped right by and, mm-hmm. and did that. And so, which was really, really cool. So what's, uh, what's some of the other breweries you guys have done these at? Yeah. So I did, uh, I did 10 whiskers. Uh, we, did Lake Monster at one point, uh, and then it did Steel Toe, and most recently I did uh, a Bricksworth uh, Beer Company down in Burnsville too, which is really really fun. Sweet man. So let's just say you get a group of people there. Um, you know what's what's your average size? Average size I would say is about ten to twelve, which is always pretty good because I mean. If there's like 30, it doesn't really do anything different than if there's 10 or 12, right? You know, it's not necessarily like the more people, the more leads or anything like that, because you want to be able to connect with everyone kind of individually. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So um, would you say if you get 12 people show up, how many, how many uh, potential leads do you think you get out of that? Some people just probably show up and just get that free beer. So, (laughs) well, like the way I look at it, I, um, it's, they're not always going to be people that are strangers. Uh, I invite people in my sphere, uh, people who um, are, uh, and not even people who are necessarily interested in buying at this point in time. And I mm-hmm. think that, and that's, that's actually important to me that they still come in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's almost a bit of a, uh, a, a bit of a, a client appreciation event too. Yeah. Um, especially because, so like, again, this is coming from someone who is like relatively new in real estate. Yeah. So for me, inviting people that uh, maybe won't be buying it for a few years or, or, or people who mm-hmm. had bought just before I had gotten into the industry, mm-hmm. What that's doing is it's actually providing a lot of legitimacy for what I'm doing as um, as a real estate agent, yep. and they're able to see me talk the talk, and they they can answer questions like I can answer questions for them like throughout the process and say yeah, so like this is something that happened. Can you uh, like during inspection? Can you like how would you have handled that, etc. And you know like was and then answer the questions well for them to their satisfaction, and then oftentimes they will. Based off of the answers, they'll start referring me business from there. Um, the very first one I did at Tim Whiskers, as a matter of fact, uh, these were like some of my good friends who, you know, are currently renting. They're hoping to buy it at some day. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't, they had come to the event and it wasn't them, but it was a friend of a friend of theirs yeah. that they, I ended up getting referral business. And I think due in large part because we were hosting this event, mm-hmm. um, that they could actually see the process and know instead of just going on about process at the party, like at parties or whatever, like they could go to an event where I could just freely talk about that stuff mm-hmm. and then they could refer business and everything from there. So as far as leads, I would say, I would say probably like one or two per. Okay. And that's, I mean, and then 
what is the, if you don't mind me asking, like the total cost, like what is the actual cost of hosting something like this? Well, I mean, it depends on how many people show up and it depends on how much you want to do for marketing. So Um, do you typically have like a room that you have to reserve or something like that? um, It can vary from place to place. Um, A lot of, um, honestly, a lot of spots are just, if you pick a slow night, which is why like, like it's very important to talk with whoever you're, uh, whoever you're planning to host with when a slow night or when an appropriate time would be mm-hmm. to go in. Um, because oftentimes you can just reserve a section and they won't charge you anything. I have, um, I have at, uh, one time it, it was at, at, at Tim Whiskers. I did have to pay like, yeah, just a little reservation fee or, or yeah. what have you. Or like, maybe is there like a minimum that you have to spend or anything like that? Uh, not, it, it's, I think it's negotiable mm-hmm. from, from place to place. So essentially all you're doing is, is this reserving a section and then just paying the tab at the end of this thing. Basically. And yeah. I, in my opinion, I think it's always good to, if it's a slow night, buy some growlers, buy it, like, buy, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make it, like make it, make it so that way you come back again. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, or that, like you could, you could come back again. Um, but yeah, it's just establishing price or like, like just figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then pay the tab at the end of the night. It's if you go six bucks a beer and you have 10 people there, well, that's going to be 60 bucks. And then it depends on what type of marketing that you want to put into it as well, which that cost can go anywhere. Yes. What's an example when you, when you say marketing, you're talking about actually promoting the, mm-hmm. the beers for buyers, which you said you do postcards, you do mailers, you do social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So for, for postcards, uh, if you want to hit, um, if you want to hit like the, an area that's right around, uh, right around where the brewery is, that can run you and hits about 200 houses or so. That can be about 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because of, I think it's about 75 cents a card. Um, and so that, that can be a, an extra little $150 expense, but you're still promoting yourself and promoting marketing. And so regardless of how many people show up, you're still putting your name out there. And mm-hmm. as long as you are still hitting that same sphere over and over again, uh, you're good. But I would say it would be about 150 bucks for mailers. Uh, it could be, it could be, uh, anywhere from 50 bucks to 150 bucks for, for a tab, right? Just depending on how many people show up and how many beers you want to give away. Um, so, with those two major costs, because I would say it's about 300 bucks or so maximum. Sweet. And you're, and you're averaging one lead per. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not bad. You should be doing these like every week, man. (laughs) Darn near. (laughs) Like it's, uh, it's, you know, you, you want to do them often enough. So that way people know that that's kind of your thing. Um, but I mean, doing them too often, you can, um, it, it it takes a bit of work, like at the very beginning, to get everything mm-hmm. set up. And then as, obviously, your business grows, you work with more people, then they become customer appreciation style events because you can invite your past clients. Right. You know, so then it's beers with clients. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so that's a cool, uh, cool situation. So that's the, actually the reverse pop by side of it, I guess. Yeah. Well, like, it's it's fun because it's so easy to evolve this into yeah. Into so many different things. Pretty soon it might just evolve to just me and you going to the brewery and just drinking beer. Yeah, like, and literally. then just inviting all of our friends and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then write it off. <laughs> Shh. We're on camera, dude. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and talk about the home buying process. <laughs> yeah. And, and cultivate leads. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, all right, man. So do you, do you have anything else in terms of just, I know, how long have you been in the business again? Year and a half. Year and a half. So um, anything else I should say, well, I guess number one, beers of buyers, do you think this is something that anyone can do? Like, do you think this is something that just anyone who doesn't have connections with breweries and all that can just 
figure out how to do? Um, so I mean, I, I believe that anyone can figure anything out just about like, so it just, I'm, I'm pretty op, like optimistic as far as that stuff is concerned. I would, I would say that, um, um, if you worked in the service industry, I think you'll have a just, even if you don't know anybody who works at the breweries, I think you'll have a bit more of an edge mm-hmm. as far as getting in and understanding what working in a restaurant is like that you, if you are going in and blind and the, this place has never hosted an event like a beers for buyers event mm-hmm. before. Um, describing to like trying to get the quietest corner <laughs> and stay out of their way as much as possible and make things super easy and mm-hmm. put everything on a single tab. They'll usually be able to help you out and like be able to like help, like help you figure out what the easiest process would be. Mm-hmm. But I would say uh, just be very cognizant of, of the, the restaurants or of the, of the breweries that you're going into. Um, because I do think anyone can do it, but just as long as you understand what you're actually getting into, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, yeah, I might host like a beers for bars just at like Applebee's or something and see what happens. Honestly, go for it. It's like, <laughs> hey, uh, that I would not be surprised if you were able to get like a section and everything, get get like 20 seats in the house or whatever. Easy. That would not be cool. I'd be like, head to the local Applebee's and meet with me and learn about real estate. Yeah, just your local I'm, Applebee's. I don't not think a specific <laughs> Applebee's. <laughs> I'll meet you there in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So in a year and a half, uh, anything else in terms of, you know, you've had some success, anything else that sticks out to you as something that, um, has really worked for you in the last 18 months? Just, we're just trying to give tips here for, for new agents. For sure. So, um, the, I I think one of the bigger tips that I, I got, or like one of the bigger successes I had was actually selling my first listing just completely off market, which was fun. And I think for a really, really good price. So Mm -hmm. the, um, we, this is just using network one, um, okay. and basically use network one to reverse prospect for this listing. So my, um, my sellers were pretty flexible on when they wanted to move. Mm-hmm. Um, I had priced it, the price of the house probably at three seventy three eighty, And then, um, but if we were going to be doing off market first, because we had about a month until we needed to like really just hit the ground running. And this was earlier this year when the market was very hot, hot, yeah. like, so, like during the winter. So, so off market, you're going 470, 480. Oh, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we, we went 425. We went 50. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like we went about 50 K over and just be like, if we can just get this, like we, like, we'll, like, we'll, awesome. we'll run it. Um, and we ended up, uh, like after I collected an, an entire list of, of, uh, folks who, whose criteria vaguely matched, Mm-hmm. Um, the price range that we were, that we were going for, um, you know, we, I went through and called every single one. It was about 40 names and like, you know, sent them emails and sent them pictures of the properties. Uh, we ended up getting, uh, yeah, we ended up getting about 60 K over on it, which was cool. Wow. That's yeah. awesome, man. So like, as far as just rever- like reverse prospecting and reaching out, calling and providing value for other agents. So that way they can pass that value onto their clients, mm-hmm. I think is, I think is really important. Any other prospecting tips you have for a newer agent? Yeah, so I um, I did take the 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 ninja course at, at one point, which mm-hmm. is just like really stresses. I'm your familiar. Yeah, you're familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I took it a few times. Took it a few times. It's I think it's really cool. It's um, uh, where it is about you know like writing writing handwritten notes and you mm-hmm. know, sending those to people because I think that's a that's a big deal and I don't. 
I personally don't like putting like a specific like prospecting spin on it or like putting a business spin on it. And I think if you're new, I think it like it can still come across that way. But if you really just write it from like from the heart that you wanted to write a letter to someone that you care about mm-hmm. and do that over and over and over, it can kind of help if, especially if you're slow at the very beginning, kind of help feel good and, uh, you know, provide value in a different way for people that you can kind of keep the conversations going with people and just, you know, use all those connections that you've developed over your entire life that you can now advertise your business to. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of like, you know, I've been doing this now for 15 years and there's really no secret sauce to how to be successful. And really every single training program pretty much tells everybody the same exact thing, which is you need to learn how to talk to people and stay connected with people Mm -hmm. and provide value and reach back and follow back with people. And and it's it's all, it's all pretty much (laughs) basic. Yeah. It's like learn name, like learn names, remember names, uh, you know, ask people, yeah, ask people what they're doing for their job and like, and and just actually be interested. (laughs) Yeah. Um, in, in what people are up like, to. Like, don't be thinking about the next question while they're responding. You know what I mean? Like exactly. That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, Jesse, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate you coming out here. Um, I know Jesse actually went to the to the wrong location, so he's been driving around like a crazy person here just trying to make it to. I feel disheveled. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you taking the time commitment, man, and coming out here and, and helping me out with this episode. Yeah, dude. Honestly, my pleasure. It was a ton of fun. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Agent Development Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on the podcast app of your choosing. And if you'd like to see more real estate related content and tutorials, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Real Estate Agent Development on YouTube.